Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is The Real Movies Podcast. All right. Cool. For the for our listeners here, uh, this is Katie. This is my Hi. friend Katie. Um, she and I uh, worked a lot together on movies in the past, and uh, we're going to be doing some cool new things in the future together that we're both really excited about. So I wanted to bring her on, and uh, we'll get to some of all that stuff later. And then Dan is also here. Cool guy, Dan. Still cool. Still cool. <laughs> Still awesome. <laughs> Still uh, doing doing the Lord's work over there. Ones and the twos. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and also, there's turtles. There yes. Are a lot of turtles down here. We are live from the turtle shell. How cool is that? It's such an honor to be live from the turtle shell every week to talk yeah. about movies. They're kind of nerdy too. I feel like they're into what we're into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> And I wish producer Louie was out here, but is he taking a nap? Yes. Okay. That's good. This is after a third dinner nap. Gotcha. Man, it's clutch. Yeah. So um, some of the headlines we've found this week, uh, Universal is working on a live action Voltron adaptation. Um, I guess it's kind of in, in line with Power Rangers. Power Rangers <clears throat> and the, I think there's a new Transformers coming out next year, too. Yeah, there is, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unless Wahlberg's yeah. in it again. Is he? Oh, he I is. I don't know if he is. Uh, Makes sense. Give I just want three. I just want a Transformers movie without people in it. I want Optimus Prime doing Optimus things on Cybertron. Like, I want a War for Cybertron yeah. movie, basically. Do you still want, just, the, so like, you want the animated movie live? Basic, yeah. Live action. I could go for that. Do you want, like, GM to be a sponsor still? Or, like, no. Like some, what's your what's your sponsor what? for that? Movie? So that's the worst part about those movies. <laughs> yeah, it's the three-hour commercial product placement. Yeah. What would they do on the on the especially the planet? first one? Yeah, where like there should be every a wreck. second was like drink Mountain Dew. Yeah, there should be there should be a crashed Dr Pepper transport. <laughs> there we go. I feel like in the first one he was like eating cereal and he just poured Mountain Dew into the cereal. <laughs> might, that might have like, happened. Um, this is what we do in this land. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, so Voltron, obviously a little different from some of those, but kind of in the same little, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've never actually watched the cartoon, and I think if I have, it would have been obviously when I was probably three or four years old. Wahlberg is coming back for it. Oh, for Transformers. Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, but Voltron, I think there's a new Voltron cartoon on Netflix, isn't there? Yeah, it's one or two seasons in. Have you watched any of it? I haven't watched any of that. I did watch... Uh, the original series. I don't think I was alive for it, like Aaron, right, right. but it was still in the rerun cycle when I was a kid. Yeah, that's when I would have seen it, too. It's a good show. I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. It's like the Thundercat era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a different kind of nerd than I am. Yeah. Uh, I'd go back and watch it, though. Yeah. Especially the Netflix series. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll have more to look forward to. Universal's kind of doing work. Like, they've got that one, and they just announced the Gears of War movie. Um, so, I don't know. It'll be yeah. a big time for blockbusters for Universal uh, pretty soon. On top of all the sequels they're working on, yeah. like three or four more Fast and Furious movies, and then you got the Jurassic World yep. stuff now. Um, more headlines. Uh, I guess in keeping with the big blockbuster theme, uh, Pacific Rim 2 has an official title, and it has officially started shooting this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Pacific Rim Maelstrom, and uh, John Boyega from... Uh, Finn from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
is in this movie, and I guess he plays the son of Idris Elba's character. Katie's pulling up IMDb. Like, I don't know what you're I'm talking like, about. What? <laughs> did you ever see? You saw Pacific Rim? I did not, but I wanted see, to. It's moments like this that you just start talking about a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, this is when Dan chimes in and goes, "Did you ever see uh, <laughs> or Warcraft?" Or I'm like, oh. <laughs> "I don't know." Voltron's really the time to release it right now. <laughs> we already made Voltron. What are you doing? Um, no, like the first one was actually. Wait, I did see the first one. This yeah. is what happens to me. I like don't remember. I don't think I did. I own it. Pretty sure. You never saw Pacific Rim? I don't think so. It's. I just. I've seen it like three times, and I just can never fully get into it because. Yeah, I own it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I love Guillermo del Toro. Like this was. I love him too. Yeah, this was his baby, and like he had the idea for this thing, and like just saw it through to the end. And it's a big, and it's a big movie. Like a lot of his stuff is, and I love, and I love like his creative vision and everything he puts out. But this movie was just like, I don't know, like. It promises all this big, like, crazy kaiju action and all the this stuff, and you couldn't flat. see it. The yeah. story did fall flat. I did like Charlie Day's character. Uh, Charlie I'll Day's character Charlie was Day good. any day of the week. But I thought uh, Charlie, who's the other main guy? Charlie Hunnam? Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam, yeah. yeah. I just think he's kind of flat. Yeah. Um, I just think we need to take another look at battleships and do yeah. more board game theme mm-hmm. movies. We The new Ouija Spitfire. movie is great. Did you see it? I did. It's great. It's scary, right? It's really scary, actually. Oh, okay. Um, it's like for PG thirteen horror. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, you usually kind of hate. Like they usually kind of feel nerfed. How's in a it way. compared to Lights Out? To Lights Out. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Lights Out was my all time favorite scary movie. Seriously, it was a good so one. far this summer. I uh, I yeah. saw. I think. I think. I saw. Did I see that once with you? Maybe. And then I think I, I saw, saw it. Like I saw it two or three I didn't times. Even care. And um <laughs> yeah. And but like Diana. Yeah. <laughs> I like, had I had like a nightmare with Diana. And I remember like I really liked it the first time I saw it and then I went to another screening and I was like this really isn't like great but it's you know it's solid but it's like I don't know if I'd really need to it see it again. Hold up dude like the boyfriend yeah. character. I really thought you know, it gave me that twist. I thought yeah. I was gonna bail. Yeah. Some spoiler. But I had yeah. one of my uh, one of my good friends was like, yeah, he I'm and so I were so proud really of him at that moment. I yeah. Was too. I was like, she gave you one sock drawer. Like, that's <laughs> like, all you get this whole time. You well, like, no, literally dealt with her crazy ass family. Just all these movies, especially like, I think it was about two years ago. Like all these movies, it was like, no, just give the demon your kids. Right. Yeah. Like that's all they want, your kid. You can make another one. <laughs> Like, it's like Paranormal Activity series over at like yeah. the second yeah. or third one. It was Mama, Dark Skies, yeah. like these, all these movies came out back to back. And that was like the same one when the boyfriend like went. I was like, good for you, man. Yeah. You don't need I was any of this. I when he ran away. Yeah. I was like, that girl is just a drama I mean, for being honest, that was like probably what realistic response was. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. and see that's, you later. When you saw that in the She's theater, that when you saw Jesus. that lights out in a crowded <laughs> theater with all of these, you know, uh, people that aren't very discerning and it's like, there's a scene at the very beginning of Lights Out where the dad is in the the mannequin warehouse or whatever, the oh, textile yeah. factory, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the lights shut out on him. He's like, oh, shit. And then he runs into the thing, and the crowd just loses it. Yeah. And they lost it again at that scene where the boyfriend runs out yeah. because that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how real people would react. And uh, oh, I think that was something exciting and for, for people. Yeah. But Did you see the Same short? with Doin Bree. 
Yeah, the short is the awesome. The short's really good. So the wife too. that made the short and helped direct. Yeah, she was, was in, like a director team with lights out. She was like she in was the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. In the very huh. beginning. I love. She was that. the first one to die. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't breathe, Dan. I that's heard you. The same way. Like that's a great movie that, too. When that cool kid got out. Yeah. Like oh, my God, sucks to suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't breathe is awesome. I saw. I watched American. I watched American Horror Story and uh, the most recent episode, and Mm -hmm. they uh, were teasing like ads for. I guess it's coming out on iTunes. Um, I think it's probably out on iTunes now. I think the Blu-ray comes out in like a week or two. Um, Yeah, but uh, Lights Out. I had a friend. uh, He and I were really into like you know Halloween and horror movies Mm -hmm. and all this. And he goes, "Hey, bring Lights Out over." And I was like, "I don't have it." And uh, like the Blu-ray, and, yeah. and and I was like, I don't know if I want to buy it because I remember thinking the last time I saw it, I was like, this didn't really hold up the second time. I don't know how it would what do the third time. What didn't hold up for you? So let's go into that. Like, what are you excited? Because <sighs> it gives me everything I want in a scary movie. I think I think I just kind of like saw some of the jumps coming a bit more. There was okay. I really don't like jump scares that aren't like earned by the scene. Like I hate cheap. Uh-huh. jump thrills and yeah. shock stuff yeah. that's just purely put in there to make you jump yeah. in a certain moment like but like the conjuring 2 and james wan there were some really well executed mm-hmm. uh shocks in that movie and this one and lights out some of them were like i don't know and so the second time it was i thought it was less scary and uh i don't i don't know um i was not I, the little kid the conjuring too oh, so i, I like love like insidious too. franchise I think that's on point, mm-hmm. and then lights out. It's like that feels like James Wan, even though he was yeah he produced it. it. But here's the thing about lights out is that I was like I reluctantly I was because I I have a problem with you know I hoard movies kind of like Dan does here yeah um so I've got a really big Blu-ray collection at home so my buddy's like bring the movie over and I'm like no I'm not gonna get it and, you know yeah. I don't think it's worth it. I went to Target and freaking bought the movie. So, <laughs> like uh, Target yeah. had like a twenty percent off all movies like whatever that week. So I was like. And I think it was the release week, so it was only like twenty dollars. And then mm-hmm. I got like, I ended up getting it down to like fifteen at Target with all the nice coupons work. and discounts I have. And so I was like, yeah, I could I could go with that. And we watched it again. Yeah. Uh, it was me and two of my buddies, and that was like your it's third actually time. yeah yeah it's a good movie. I know. I enjoyed it mm-hmm. way more after I'd stepped back a couple of months mm-hmm. and revisited it. It's solid. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, and all of them liked it too, and we're all pretty discerning sure. horror viewers, so. Ending was good. Yeah, just the boyfriend. I just, I wanna, I wanna help him. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's gonna be like an enabler, like a codependent person in our relationship. It's true. I can't believe we got from Pacific Rim. Yeah, like what? Now we're under. I was trying to remember what we were talking about before, <laughs> and it was Pacific Rim. But so John Boyega is gonna be in the sec- the sequel to Pacific Rim. Okay. And so he was on Instagram earlier this week and shared a photo of, I guess, his script. It's like this nice leather bound, like it looks mm. really nice, and it says Pacific Rim Maelstrom, and it's like stamped in. And uh, like the logo for the uh, Jaeger pilots or whatever. He's pumped. Yeah. So he plays. Is it still Del Toro? No, I think he Uh, gave it. I think he's producing, but I think he gave it over to a guy named Stephen DeKnight, Dan, who you might know. I think he was the showrunner for the first season of Daredevil. Um, I think he's done a couple of. I think he was on a couple of the Blade movies. Um, so there's uh, only one showrunner I know. Scott Gimple. Gimple. Uh, is this just like the name that makes you laugh? Scott, Scott, no, Scott Gimple is like Dan. Yeah, Dan is Walking Dead. Dan is known for his oh, hatred of Scott Gimple. He's my arch enemy. Yeah. What's up? Are you not a Walking Dead fan? Or? 
I, not anymore. I am until Scott Gimple took control. And that was that this past season. He took Two over in yeah four, four or five. I, yep, the end of the prison. That's when I stopped watching yep. it. I couldn't get into it. Man, that must be wild. Yeah. The show's gone downhill since Frank Darabont. And everybody tells me to catch up and just roll through it, but I feel like it's yeah. a battered relationship at this point. Yeah. If, I, if I stay in it, it's only going to be no, Game of Thrones. They have no way. respect for oh. their fans. I love Game of Thrones the too, but like or the TV. Walking Dead went way more downhill than Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, this no, I would agree. Season where I would Game agree. Of Thrones was on point. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, the Walking Dead definitely went downhill faster and further than Game of Thrones ever did, but still. Yeah. I mean, it's the same type of. They're very similar in their fandoms and the way that they've kind of approached sure. certain things. Um. But yeah, I'm trying to see what else. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I found for news is mostly blockbuster related. So, um, speaking of all this crazy outer space and superhero stuff, um, yeah, uh, Dumbledore has been slated to appear in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them sequels. Nice. Uh, I'm. Sh- I didn't really read too much into Did it. You see Fantastic Beasts? Not yet. Mm. I think I'm going like I Tuesday. Saw it. it was so good. Yeah. It holds up. It holds. Oh, up. good. That's good. All I want to say. Okay. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, no I don't want to know anything. There, is, there are some twists. No one's mentioned it to you? I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> tell tough, me, I don't care. It's tough not to talk about. Yeah. yeah We're usually down for spoilers on this show, but I yeah. just... <laughs> I don't... I don't want to know. Down for spoilers? I think that I, is I, I think I know. I had, we did a, did you listen to our last episode? It was all horror movie spoilers. You just spoiled yeah, it. Yeah. No, I didn't because it's all spoilers in it. Oh, I was okay. like, no! Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? That's fair. That's I get, fair. Like, super upset. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, so I, I wasn't sure. I don't know if they cast, uh, who was it? Michael Gambon, I think, that was in the last few Harry Potter movies as Dumbledore. It used to be Richard Branson. It, no. <laughs> it changed from the first guy. The first it was guy Richard died. Harris, yeah, and he died after the second one. He was such a good Dumbledore. He was too. the best. He I feel was like awesome. Dumbledore should almost be dead, like in every scene, because that's how old he is. Yeah. And that's what happened. So. Well, yeah, and then uh, Gambin grew on me in the last couple of movies, but yeah, uh, yeah I've, I'm not sure if they. I would assume that they're going that they're going to use him, uh, but I'm not sure if Didn't that's been told, totally someone confirmed. Someone else who would be in the sequels, Johnny Depp, yes. was in the sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Grindelwald? Grindelwald, yeah. Were you, were you a Harry Potter fan? Oh, yeah. All the books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read them all like seven times. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. A lot of people are kind of upset mm-hmm. that people think they're like, oh, they're handing the keys to another franchise to Johnny Depp. Oh, you know, a lot of people are messed up about his alleged. Right yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people were mad about his alleged abuse with Amber Heard, which. Mm. There's all different ways to look at it, and a lot so of people I think different things. I saw Amber Heard in L.A. What? Cecily and I saw her. No way. Yeah, we went. We were eating in the studio lunchroom. At Warner Brothers. Executive suite at Warner Brothers, and she was there with like the producer of Aquaman, and came over and like said hi to Ernie at our table. Really? And oh, that's cool. I was like, oh my god, like she's like <laughs> all over the news right now, but like I didn't really recognize her. I'm not good at pointing out. People. I wouldn't see. I've seen celebrities you know? too before, but like. Whenever you see them in public, it's like, that looks like yeah. it could be yeah. this person. Yeah, but it was interesting because she's, then we looked her up, she's like uh, in Aquaman. She's filming Aquaman. Yeah, and they were sitting with the dude that runs Village Roadshow in Australia. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like they're filming in Australia and mm-hmm. like, it was cool to like see them all together, but I was like, oh man, you're like blowing up right now. 
So they gotta That's give Johnny crazy. Depp something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. They I gotta don't have their own little franchises. So yeah. yeah, I try to not really. I I still like Johnny Depp as an actor, for the most you know part. How I feel about him. But you I mean, never... I, I'm, I've always been kind of sketchy on the type of person he is. Yeah. But like, because he always seems like he's a little off. Um. But I'm, mm. you, I usually like his movies. I mean, I like weird people, and yeah. there's just something about him that makes me cringe. Yeah. I liked him in Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. and like. You know, the early 90s movies? Yeah. Yeah, some of his most recent stuff's not ideal. Hasn't been great, but... Yeah, I feel like he's trying too hard. Yeah, I thought he was solid in Black Mass. Like, I thought that was his best, like, oh, yeah. he's character really performance in a long time. Mm-hmm. Probably since the first Pirates. Did a really good Boston accent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's Fantastic Beasts. And then, uh, like, literally just two hours ago, I saw this headline. Jessica Chastain... Uh, is producing and starring in an adaptation of Painkiller Jane. Uh, Dan, you said you have no idea yeah, what Painkiller Jane I don't is. Know what nope. that is. It's a comic book character. Apparently. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. I, th- I was looking at, I was looking it up, um, and I saw some like images of like comic covers and stuff, and like apparently she's kind of similar to like a Wolverine type character where she's got like regenerative mm-hmm. powers. I like it. I'm into it. She kind of seemed like she was part Wolverine, part, uh, like, Punisher. Okay. Um, so, like, like an indestructible female Frank Castle, if you can kind of picture that. Because um, one of the th- things I saw was the, a cover of her and the Punisher. Like, it was the Punisher and Painkiller Jane had an issue. Um, so, I... Who's distributing that? I yeah. thought it was Marvel, and I was yeah. trying to find uh, who it was. But it was giving me like all of these like these two indie studios that I'd never heard of. What are they? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find the headline again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, no, I'm not, it's not a big yeah. Thing. But uh, yeah, just I guess she's wanted to star in her own like she's wanted a superhero role for a couple of years now, and nice. uh, I guess she had missed out on Black Widow. I think they had Marvel uh... considered her. Um, and I guess she was a little upset, but she finally, like, she found this. She was like, I got to do it. Yeah. Um, Which would be cool, I think, you know, for her to... And I, I don't know if she could have done Captain Marvel. I guess she could have. Um, and I think Brie Larson is going to be interesting in that role. Dan? Uh, I love her. You're interested? Yeah. I've got no girl? problem with it. Yeah? Okay. No. Anna, Kendrick's Anna Kendrick's. Yeah. Oh, okay. I still really want to see her as Squirrel Girl, but I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> Lotus Entertainment and Spillo. Physicist films. Mm. I have no idea. A Lotus. Is she like pop paint pills? Is she like just. Yep, yeah, probably. Oh, I've got like... no idea. I <laughs> think it's That's probably going to be powers. like. She's like, but really first, mm, let me take this Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's going to be rated R. It looked like it was kind of like a graphic mm. character. Um, but yeah, Joe Casada and Jimmy Paolo. Jimmy Palomiati. Palomiati. Speaking of comic Anna Kendricks, I just watched The Hollers. Oh, which oh, she's. Good. I need to see it. I haven't had a chance yet. It's I missed good. it at Sundance. Um, yeah. I'm hopefully gonna go I see cried. Moonlight this weekend. Ooh, I want to see uh, that too. Which I've been dying to see for months. Yeah. Um, and Arrival comes out this week too with Amy Adams, which I'm also excited for. I don't know that one. Uh, these like aliens come down and like this spaceship just like stops in the middle of a field somewhere and nobody knows what it is and then they send like this team in 
and Amy Adams is on the team and they like make first contact with the aliens and like apparently the whole movie is about like language and wow. she's trying to like decipher a way to communicate with the alien to find out what they want so why they're kind of like, they are you remember the movie Contact it was, it was like that cross with District 9 is what the trailer oh my like. god that's gonna be my jam so man. it's supposed to be amazing from the director of Prisoners and uh, Sicario yes and the new Blade Runner so yeah so tight um, so where's it gonna be opening like the Esquire no it'll be all over Okay. Starting tonight, and cool. like your seven o'clock shows tonight, and then all weekend. Nice. Um, what are you guys uh, up to? We should just go see that. I know. I think I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing something on Friday or Saturday morning at the levee, so I might try to go. Nice. I'm done. Um, Valerian, which sounds like a sexually transmitted disease, mm-hmm. is apparently Luke Besson's new movie. Um, came out with a trailer today. The first trailer. I guess they've been hyping this movie since Comic-Con. Um, I think it has, it's got Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan from, uh, Chronicle. And this, basically, the trailer came out and I watched it and it looks like a cross between The Fifth Element, Blade Runner, and Dan, you said Star Trek. Uh, Starcraft. Starcraft. Uh... Yeah, it looks like they saw Warcraft and was like, oh, we could do this. But, in, but, but they didn't space. get the rights for StarCraft, so yeah. they just made their own movie. Ethan Hawke. Is he in it? I love him. Yeah. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, John Goodman. Gotta love him. Interesting. Oh, man. I miss all Rihanna. That. She has like a very brief shot in the trailer. Rihanna does. And I was like, That's is that Rihanna? needs, you know. Girls <laughs> got it. <laughs> but uh, yeah it looks like there are some shots in the trailer that also reminded me of Avatar a little bit which could be I don't know people like to crap on Avatar a lot um, I was into it yeah you know I feel like our generation waited for it mm-hmm. like there was so much hype James Cameron he wanted it to be this generation's Star Wars and I think Star Wars is this generation's Star Wars yeah yeah um, and he's still got like he's working on at least four more Avatar movies <laughs> so and it's uh, just, it's taking too long. Yeah. You know, and it is, it's like Dances with Wolves He's been waiting space. for the tech to catch up, yeah. yeah it is like Dances with exactly Wolves It's exactly the same. Yeah. So that, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, uh, and then also, this other bit of headlines here, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper have officially joined on to Warner Brothers' remake of A Star is Born, mm-hmm. and um, they've come out with a release date of September 28th, 2018. Uh, it was one of the other bits i saw today my girl gaga yeah um and uh, with some if they keep september 28 or if they keep fall 2018 potential oscar bait maybe i think so. i thought lady gaga was excellent in american horror story hotel she surprised me with how well she was you know Mm -hmm. carried herself and how well she acted that character so uh yeah hopefully it turns out well bradley cooper is good at everything he does so you know <laughs> yeah that'll be good yeah that will be fun um and then i had uh, a couple other things like dr strange so some of these movies i saw recently dr strange the handmaiden and hacksaw ridge dan i know you didn't see any of those nope shame on you i saw yeah. strange in la you did yeah did you like it i did it was trippy it's really trippy it's really did trippy. you see it in 3d I did, and I saw it at the Chinese theater. Sweet. Good, wonderful seats. That's um, awesome. But 
you know, I'm not like Marvel kind of disappoints me mm. continuously. I thought really? I loved Tilda Swinton. I think her performance was great, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just fun. It was just like a good visual experience in yeah. my face. So, what um, about you? What do you think? I thought like I saw it. I screened it, and then I saw it again after mm-hmm. like it had officially come out, and. The first, the very first time I saw it was an IMAX 3D, and it blew me away. I thought, like, I walked yeah. out of the theater, and I was nerding out like crazy. I was like, yeah. "This is the best movie Marvel's put out." Like, it's the I You're thought, kidding. yeah, I thought Cumberbatch was like, like uh, the acting in it. I, I thought was him. like, <laughs> yes, I do. Hear me out. Okay, I uh, was like, "This is the best thing Marvel's ever made." This is like the best acted of all. Like, I was like, the casting was always great, but like. This actually feels like it has real solid, like, award-worthy acting in it. And, like, uh, Scott Derrickson, the director, is one of my favorite directors. And I thought he handled it, uh, like, much better than I've ever mm-hmm. ever thought he would. Because he's kind of, like, really solid with, like, small budgets and a lot of creative freedom. And um, his eye for atmosphere and all that is just second to none, I think. And uh, I think he killed it. And I don't know how much experience he had with visual effect shots before that. But he obviously knocked it all out. Um I thought the 3D was incredible, um, and yeah, I just couldn't have loved it anymore. Like Still. that's Still that first it. time I saw it, I was like, I couldn't love this any more than I do right now, and that was confirmed when I saw it the second time. <laughs> when you saw it, the second and then I saw it the second time, and then I was like. <laughs> I was like, this is still a great movie. It's still like a visual feast. The 3D is still awesome. The acting is still great, but it's kind of a generic like. I kind of saw how started to see how truly generic a lot of like the story beats were, and um, I was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah." Somebody uh, asked me if I'd seen it yet. You know, said no. Yeah. I was like, oh, for some reason, I have no desire to see it. Like, really, I want I want to see it because it's a Marvel movie, you know, and it ties yeah greater mm-hmm. world. But he's like, "Oh, really? Why?" And I was like, "Well, several of my friends have seen it, and not mm-hmm. a single one of them has said a word to me about it. Really? <laughs> so it must mm-hmm. not have been great." Like other well, than like you, your yeah. initial text when you saw it was like, oh, it's the best movie ever. Yeah, you know, and but, um, yeah, but I, I was thinking like, when I walked out, I was like, this is an all around more solid movie than the first Iron Man, which everybody always likes to go back to is like, what? I think I think a lot Blasphemy, of people, sir. I know, Blasphemy. I think I think a lot of people are like. <laughs> You know, they have this idea in their head that, like, Iron Man was the first, and the first movie's always the best, and, like, but there, but Iron Man's got a lot of problems, and... Like what? Like... Let's talk about that. Okay. Robert... Sure, Robert Come Daddy on, you. he's so good. He's, he's so funny. He's good at the role. He gave the wit to Marvel. Well, I guess you know? it's it's got points, obviously, for kind of being the first to establish the template of, like, the, you know, the origin, the superhero mm-hmm. origin in that context, I guess. Uh, but... Uh, it's the last. The last fight is awful. Uh, We're talking first. This Iron is the Man. first Iron Man. Like the like that fight scene with Obadiah Stane on the roof. Like it's yeah. it's too short. It's too like I don't know. There's just and that was and that was why they made Iron Man two. They were like, oh, everybody said the the end was awful, so we have to make this big thirty minute action scene with a dozen Iron Mans all coming down. Sure. And, yeah. and then it was still, uh, like, Iron Man 2 was even worse as a, as a whole. But, I don't know. Like, I go back and watch Iron Man and I'm like, this is a good movie. But it, in no way, shape, or form, blows me away. 
Um, I think Thank just you. Iron Man, like in especially that first suit, it's like really cool, and there's some really awesome like character moments, and you know it obviously establishes like the whole universe and Robert Downey Jr. like mm-hmm. reaffirmed his career and all did all of these things. So it's obviously I respect its place as a trend, like as the establishing mm-hmm. thing. But we've evolved since then. The franchise has evolved and learned from, you know, learned what was good and what was bad from that point. And so they've kind of gone and made other, you know, like Captain America, the first, like his origin movie was not, I don't know if it was quite as good, but it was, I mean, it was solid. I thought, like, just from the way that, I just thought Doctor Strange was overall, I think, better constructed. Uh-huh. Because I think they'd had, you know, 10 years of other stories to go back on, like cinematic stories to go back and look and, you know, learn from. And, um, I think that allowed them to make a better story, like an origin or uh, construct a better, like, presentation of an origin story, I think, this time around. Sure. Yeah. Um, was anyone's mother named Martha? No, surprisingly. Wow. It's a shame. Uh, um, always, always makes for a good movie. <laughs> The Batman versus Superman. Oh, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why'd you say Martha? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's good. But I wow, just, that went over my head for a second. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, the other thing I loved about it is that I think since I, I, Captain America the Winter Soldier is probably for me the best Marvel movie because I think it has, yeah. it's, it's not really, it's kind of like, a, a, like a spy thriller first and like the whole Marvel thing is like secondary. Right. So it actually focused on a great story with palpable stakes with, you know, a, a whole different uh, sense of dread than had ever been in any of these movies before. There's not really like a huge villain, like one single villain. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like shield, like whole, all of shield, like mm-hmm. it's Captain America versus the system. Right. Which, and it ended up being way more engaging than anything they'd ever put out. And, um, you know, they talk, I always talk about the Marvel villain problem. And that movie didn't really have that because the villain was like, you know, the whole organization itself. And, um, I thought that Doctor Strange also introduced a lot of really great, um, like things like you could definitely tell after the movie was over like this is going to change the whole Mm -hmm. perspective of the entire like the other thing that it does too is it creates a whole new visual language for the mcu which as a film nerd like me you know a lot of these have started to kind of look the same with like you know all the avengers movies largely kind of have the same like staging and look and 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 all this but this was like totally off the rails yeah and it opens up an entirely new, literally an entirely new universe yeah. for them to explore in these other movies. And I'm so excited for, I wish, I wish they were giving creative control to Scott Derrickson instead of the Russos so that they could, cause he's, the Derrickson's got a true handle on like the way that this character is going to go and the way that hopefully it would fit in with all these other things. Um, cause like by the time Infinity War comes around, he's got, these guys got a hundred different mm-hmm. characters and worlds to balance out. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm exhausted talking Your about turn it. on it though. It's, I know. It's nice. It's, I like the passion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What it's, do you think about the performances though? I that's thought, what I'm saying. I it's thought Tilda like, Swinton was on point. She was she on point. Is. I thought Cumberbatch was on point. Yeah. His casting's a bit on the nose. I think I understand that criticism that everybody's like, of course he's going to be 
everybody's Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I think DC, like, one guy told me on the way out, like, every time I see a Marvel movie, I just get more worried for DC. And oh, yeah. I know that they, I think, wanted him for something, but... Uh, they have so much to catch up to. Oh, my God. Like, it's not even going to be close. Like, I Marvel, will, I don't think DC, like, regardless of how good Justice League and Wonder Woman are, I, they're still, they're still I 12 heard movies Wonder down. Woman is terrible. I've heard that too. Oh, it hurts my soul for Warner Brothers. It really does. Because uh, they're still yeah. trying. Warner Brothers has the, they're like, like the trailers look awesome. And I then the know. movie comes out and it's garbage. But Justice League is going to be good. And the Aquaman movie are going to be good because I'm of that guy. for the Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they let him keep drinking. But <laughs> I, I read an article somewhere that said like the problem that DC has that Marvel has figured out is characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marvel has Marvel knows who their characters are and they respect that, and that's why you know they turn out great and the fans all react positively, and they always have a great box office. DC has like totally betrayed, aside from maybe Batman, yeah. and it remains to be seen about Wonder Woman. But Superman, they really screwed up mm-hmm. like bad, and. It's kind of a shame that they had to use Man of Steel as the whole foundation for this whole thing, and I think that's been the Achilles heel. Yeah, and aesthetically, um, I think they keep trying to make it look like Game of Thrones in yeah. every movie, and it just kind of falls flat because mm. they're not staying true to like the story. Yeah, you know, I feel like Warner Brothers is a lot to blame mm-hmm. there because I mean DC TV is doing fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they don't respect the characters either, but nobody seems to care. Yeah. Um, they're hoping that, I think they put Jeff Johns in control of the, uh, the movies too. Yeah. Um, and took it away from Zack Snyder. But, um. Yeah, there's rumors they'll do some kind of Infinite Crisis movie mm -hmm. to actually Mm -hmm. combine the worlds and then you can get rid of your Ezra Millers and stuff and bring in your Grant Gustins. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I. <laughs> oh God, Doctor Strange, I love it. I just, I do, I do. I'll, I'll say it was. Good. Uh, and but you asked me about the acting performances. I just remembered. Yeah. I thought that like the interplay between Benedict Cumberbatch and Chiwetel Ejiofor is better than any rapport between any of the other characters in any of the movie. Like I think uh, obviously like the Avengers are so well cast. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Evans is fantastic, and you know, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is incredible, and Scarlett Johansson's amazing, and all these people are great. And, you know, the scenes, especially in the first Avengers, like every, this was the first time we got to kind of see all of them interact and the mm-hmm. egos collide and all this. And, you know, it was fun because it was well written. Right. This, I think, isn't quite as, it's not as punchy, I don't think, mm-hmm. but just the performances are so, they're so into it that, like, you know, they're talking about all, you know, crossing dimensions and doing all this, you know, and surgery and all these boring things. And you're just glued to your seat because of how, like, into it these guys are. And, like, I was watching, you know, I go back to the first time. um, And I was, like, afterwards I was like, there is, there is acting in this movie that would probably win somebody an award. You know, if it weren't, you know, either in a superhero movie or if it weren't, you know, if it were in another film. Um, I've never felt that way about any of the other Marvel films before. I think that... Obviously, yeah. everybody's great, but mm-hmm. this felt like true thespianism. Yeah, because so they're all really great on display performers. Yeah, um, I just there were there were parts there were moments between Cumberbatch and Chiwetel Ejiofor that I was like, 
I would vote you for an Oscar. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I think that between that and the way that it kind of reinvents the whole uh, cinematic language for the for superhero movies and um, just the stakes it kind of lays out for the future mm-hmm. for future films, it knocked me knocked me flat. Yeah. And I think that's why I love it so much. Um, Even Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams has grown on me since Spotlight. I used to not like her at all. Like The Notebook pisses me off, and well, I mean, like some yeah. of her other movies upset me. What but... about Mean Girls? Come on, come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, I she know. was like thirty and she played a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. Wow. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, I think. I can't believe I don't you don't know. like Rachel McAdams. I, I don't not like Rachel McAdams. I'll say that. Well, she was. In the movie, it's a thankless role. Yeah, it's like a minute, and you you knew she was there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she she made the most of her time, which which is great. Yeah, nobody's gonna remember her for it, but it's (laughs) except me. It's a great, but it's a it's it's a it's a good performance. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Um, oh my goodness, I'm like tired now. I know. (laughs) Um, just real quick because I've been so behind on my blog, and I apologize for that, but like. I've seen a couple of these other movies. Hacksaw Ridge was another big one that came out. It was a World War II movie about Desmond Doss, who was the first conscientious objector mm-hmm. to win a Congressional Medal of Honor um, for his duty in World War II at Okinawa. Uh, Is that Landscape? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another really just... Mel Gibson directed this movie. and I guess it's his first movie since... I don't know. Um, somebody fact-checking. Since? Uh, he was arrested or like, well, no, I'm <laughs> it might be his first since Apocalypto. No way. Which was ten years ago. Um, and Apocalypto is a fantastic movie. Yeah. What? Has Mel Gibson been up? But uh, like Hacksaw, I mean, it's all of Mel Gibson's movies are almost like fetishistically violent. Yeah. And bloody, and this is really no different. But uh, it's just a really, it's and it's a movie of two halves. Like, so if you're kind of not really down for tonal shifts. This mm-hmm. probably isn't your thing, but um, I thought that it went together great. Like, if, if you're going to switch mm-hmm. tones, like, halfway through a movie, this was the way to do it. And, because, um, like, the first half is, like, a little bit of a love story, and then, like, you know, kind of your full metal jacket training uh, scenes and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. uh, and then it's, like, Saving Private Ryan for the last hour. Um, just kind of the same, you know, emotional, like, the violence and all the emotion and all that. Um and the acting's great. Garfield's solid. His act, his accent's a little annoying. Um, it's forced. I, I don't know. Like, he's just kind of. It's you can tell he's not from Lynchburg, Tennessee, or wherever his mm, character's yeah. from in that movie. Um, so it's a little cheesy, but uh, overall, it's a you know one of the best war movies cool. in the last you know twenty years. Interesting. Um, like, would you say it's comparable to Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, I would. Wow. I mean, I, it's I not quite that good, uh-huh. but it's definitely like I, I really like the movie Fury, also mm-hmm. um, with Brad Pitt um, about that the tanks. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say those three, like those Fury and Hacksaw Ridge, are the best war movies of like the two thousands. I think Saving Private Ryan was nineteen ninety eight. I think. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I would say that these two are for like war movies. Wow. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, other movie I saw recently was this one from Park Chan Wook who did uh, Park Chan Wook. I think it was I somebody know, fact check me again. About. This movie called The Handmaiden. Oh right. Uh, 
I saw it at the Esquire. Who and that? Huh? What studio is that? Amazon. Okay. Um, but, like, I'd kind of heard some articles and, you know, seen some things. And I had a friend text me and said he watched it somewhere and said it was really, really good. So I was like, yeah, you know, I could probably dig that on a, you know, at a certain time. And I had, no, like, knew nothing about it. Yeah. And um, it's a Korean movie. Um, Steve Morano and Mike Barker? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think they're Korean. No. Um, they're the directors. No. Well? Is this the wrong one? Yeah, let me see it. Okay, you find. Um, are you on Mel Gibson? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this movie is about, like, yeah, this one. Oh, wrong one. Chan, uh, Park Chan-wook. Yeah, he's the director okay. of Old Boy, if you ever saw Old Boy. Yes. Um, which is another great movie. So the synopsis here says, A woman is hired as a handmaiden to a Japanese heiress, but secretly she is involved in a plot to defraud her. So, like, the story goes that this guy, like, you know, knows this, like, family, and there's this young girl in the family, and he is like, I can figure out a way to get us, you know, all a lot of money, and we can get out of this slum we're living in or whatever. Um, I want you to go work for this rich Japanese heiress or whatever and um, then, you know, convince her to marry me and then we'll uh, drive her crazy and we'll put her in a an insane asylum and then we'll just, like, have to claim her estate from there. So that's, like, the ruse. Um, twists and turns happen throughout um, that I hate to spoil because I think I it, it's, a, it's, it's a really one. cool movie. Um, forewarning, though, I knew nothing about about it, but this was like one of the most hardcore, like psychosexual movies I've ever seen. It's still like two and a half hours long, and there's some like, it doesn't have a rating, so I'm surprised it has theatrical play in the mm-hmm. United States. Um, if it if it were to go to the MPAA, it would be a hard NC-17. Wow. And um, which never gets, you know, obviously movies don't really come out theatrically as NC-17, at least not, you know, especially not in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it is like. Well, old boy is like pretty violent. Yeah, but all. this is like this. There's really like no violence cool. in this movie, but this is all like. There's I've seen, I've seen pornos that weren't as hardcore. As Whoa! This. Like really? Seriously? Yeah. Um, good to know. Yeah. So, so I mean, that. if you but but it, but it, but the, the thing <laughs> is that it all kind of. I saw it with a buddy of mine, and we're and on the way home, we're like, hmm. Was that all necessary? <laughs> and that, we're thinking yeah. about it, and we're like, you know, it, it kind of, it maybe doesn't need to be that graphic, but it's, but the sex scenes are, and it's kind of like one just replayed over mm-hmm. again. It's always awkward when like a movie's either like that sexually graphic or like even like that horrifically graphic that like you yeah. see it with a friend, you're just like, this is pretty awkward. Yeah, let's just yeah. not talk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole story has to stems from like different sexual themes and so it so it fits with the characters and it you know kind of gets you into their headspace a bit mm-hmm. and um drives a lot of the motivations and certain plot points so um yeah there's a lot of stuff like the whole plot revolves around like the the heiress the japanese heiress like her uncle's a sadist basically and he like forces her to put on these not they're not necessarily performances they're like book readings like he keeps a library mm-hmm. in his house and he invites people over to listen to readings and all of the books are like like reading 50 shades of gray basically just all really graphic like you know sex stories and it's for these like japanese men and they like 
they don't like do anything weird during during it, but it's like they kind of get their kicks from it, right? right. And um, so she you know she gets kind of fed up doing all of that for her uncle, and obviously he's kind of an evil guy. Yeah. Um, and then you know the the guy that's putting on the ruse is is not a great guy either. So it ends up like it's it's very much like a feminist psychosexual fable. Um, that's so my thing. It's, <laughs> it's 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 a very good movie and another yeah. another really cool like uh visually the way things are staged and framed a lot of really cool shots and mm-hmm. um uh just the way that uh, Park Chan-wook approaches the visuals is, it is pretty subtitled? great. It is subtitled mm-hmm. and um it's subtitled in two different it's two different languages it's Japanese and Korean. And there's a title card at the beginning of the film that says the subtitles in yellow are Japanese, the ones mm-hmm. in white are Korean so that you can kind of there's like that's another part of it too is there's kind of like you know the class race differences right. and things like that so that's cool um yeah i don't know if it'll be i have no idea how much buzz it's getting in terms of like you know best foreign language oscar or something like that but mm-hmm. um i wouldn't be surprised uh if it gets some awards looks here at the end of the year um so yeah i think that's most of the like the big movie stuff i wanted to talk about um but Katie, the reason I invited you here tonight was uh, you and I are going to be working on hopefully some cool uh, like events, yeah. like movie related stuff and some possible collaborations with some other creators and podcasters and other people. Yeah. Um, and you obviously know a lot more about that than I do at this point. <laughs> but uh, but I know, you're my partner. Yeah, so I know. you got to know about it. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I know that we're like looking at like giveaways and things, and I'll I'll get to yeah. some of that to, like at the end of the show here. But uh, talk a little bit about uh, like what's I think you said you, we've got an event coming up in December. Yeah, so December second. Uh, so my company that Ben Ben works with too, we're called the Owens Group, and we are branding ourselves locally mm-hmm. here to give back to the community a little bit and do some fun some fun movie events for all the movie nerds out there in the world and mostly Sweet. in Cincinnati to yeah. start. So uh, the big event that we're doing, I'm, uh, we're presenting a show directed and written by Carl Spaeth. Um, he does future science in the city at Motor Pub with a couple other guys. Um, and they're mostly Carl is putting together a show that is going to be a cinema themed game show. Yes. And, like, I know, I know that you guys are nerds. I know I'm a nerd. I know I'm going to be there and everyone's going to be there that loves movies. Yes. And the cool thing about it is we're giving away through the Owens group. Everyone there is going to get a movie ticket to see some something. movie. Yeah. Something. We don't know yet, like, what it is. But yeah. that's part of the draw. It's like, you go, it's going to be a good movie. Um, and, uh, the, the game show participants are some local, some local people here, Joey Bertoff, has mm. a podcast called The Anecdotal Experience. He's going to be collaborating with us. And um, Kelly Fine of The Young Heirlooms, Molly Sullivan, um, some musicians in town. So it's just, it's at the Woodward Theater, December 2nd. Check it out. Yeah, that sounds like the coolest time ever. It's going to be awesome. Uh, there's a cash bar, like, I don't know, have a few drinks. Mm-hmm. And like and play talk about movies and movie also games. trailers. We're gonna like launch a couple trailers. Really, of some movies, some Warner Brother movies, some oh. Lionsgate movies, 
That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like, what else are you doing? Dan, <laughs> Dan, how does that how does that sound to you? As long as one of the trailers is Saw Legacy, I'll be there. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that is maybe. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I have no clue how far along they are with that movie, but me either. <laughs> and with that, he's like, mic drop. Right. Out. Um, it's funny. Like we were talking about some of these other like uh, possible, you know, these guys that we're gonna be. Doing this event with and some of these other podcasters and hopefully we're doing some collabs and um I met a couple of guys uh over the weekend last week. What? You didn't um, tell me about this. Yeah, I didn't. I meant to, <laughs> but um, th- uh, it's funny because I was doing an event for the Lego Batman movie oh, at yeah. a toy store in Oakley, and okay. these uh two guys, I guess I think they're both separately married, um, but it looked it looked like they were like just total bros and they like had their kids with <laughs> them bros. and it was like you know a play date but they're like let's go to the store and build like, yeah. like they looked like they were separately married but maybe <laughs> yeah like i, I don't know but uh, they're probably there for themselves i think one guy's name was will that i met and i don't remember the other guy's name i listened to one of their episodes their most recent episodes about dr strange oh, and wow. uh, so basically they, they have a podcast here in town called go rent skip and <laughs> um yeah he so the purpose of their podcast is you know they go to a movie and they come back and they spend like 20 or 30 minutes talking about it. And the verdict is whether they'll tell you to go see it in theaters. They'll tell you to wait until it comes out so you can rent it. Or they'll tell you to skip it entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a really cool concept for a movie podcast. And um, yeah, uh, you thought of it first. Right, exactly. Yeah, I know. The show would have been a lot better. <laughs> can they come to this uh, show that we're doing at the Woodward? Of course. Can yeah, that's, that's what I told them. I said, out, guys. I've got their email address and uh, phone number. So... Uh, yeah, if the go rent skip guys are listening, I think he I think he pulled his phone out and I was like, yeah, this is us, and he subscribed. So, uh, yeah, if go go rent skip if you guys hear this. Um, cool. Woodward Theater, December second, we'll hang out and uh, yeah, the show talk shop. It's called Smash Cut. And Smash if you're Cut. looking for a new network, I'll drop the Real Movies podcast in a second. Screw you, man. We have fun, don't we? we do. I do. We do. I don't know if you I'm do, but fun. Good. The turtles always, are having fun. Always having fun. <laughs> Love those turtles. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my gosh, that sounds so cool. I'm really excited for this event. Um, yeah. And I guess we don't have a time yet, but I assume we'll be doing, you know, I'm sure there will be a thing on Facebook. It's, and it's at 7.30. It's at 7.30. But there's also a thing on Facebook. Follow okay. Smash Cut. Smash Cut. Um, and we're going to have, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably, like, fly around town. Yeah. Um, and we'll on the Owens Group Facebook page. Yeah. Um, speaking of Facebook. Uh, we will also be, I, I, I know I will probably share this new info on this event. Yeah. I'm sure frankly done network can probably do the same. Cool. Um, so if you're on Facebook, get on and like all of our socials, um, our page, there's the frankly done network page. Um, there's also the real movies blog page, which you can both like. Um, and you can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the real Benny C real with two E's. Remember that. Um, Yeah. And I think the last, the very last thing that I really wanted to get to, as long as, Katie, you said your piece, right? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Is that all of, Everybody's that's the, coming. that's the event. Everybody's going to be there. You are going to be there. So yeah, that's for sure. Care about. Um, we, I have secured some extra passes to the upcoming Harry Potter related film, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, <laughs> really highly anticipated, like I was talking about before with the Dumbledore news. I probably should have just talked about it there, but um, yeah, I've got 
I guess these are used for the run of the engagement. I think they're valid from, I think the movie comes out, what, the 5th? No, the 18th, next Friday. Mm -hmm. I think it comes out next Friday. And um, so they're valid from then until like sometime mid-December, like sometime right before Christmas. Interesting. Um, so uh, we're going to find a way to give these out on Facebook. Make sure you like um, the Real Movies blog um, and or the Frankly Done Network. We've got plenty, so hopefully we'll have a few winners. Um, and uh, they're valid at pretty much any movie theater. Except I think. AMC. Except AMC. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So Cinemark, uh, Regal, and just about anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'd say uh, Tweet Ben, your favorite movie. Ooh, that's a good idea. That is a good Before idea. the 18th. Okay. To win them. Yep. So you heard it from Dan. Get on Twitter, at the real Benny C, and tell me what your favorite movie is for a chance to win. Tickets to Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. True. Do it and because I said so. If the movie sucks, you can't win them. I was going to say, like, so. what's, the, what's the draw? Like, what are you going to pick? It'll be random, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, don't come at me with The Room. And, uh, <laughs> or if you, if you can get me Scott Gipple's personal phone number. <laughs> I'll just flat you out. You automatically I'll flat win. out give you a ticket. <laughs> Say that right now. I know. That's fair, I think. If somebody goes to that effort, you deserve to win. I'll take you. Yeah. I'll pick you up and everything. What are you going to do when you get the number? Just have a conversation with him. <laughs> That's all. A polite conversation. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to politely ask him to walk away. That's a good idea. From everything. Oh. So yeah, to reiterate, between now and between, oh, I guess whenever people that hear this episode, hopefully it'll be out early next week, maybe sometime over the weekend. Sure. Sure. It's on Dan. It's always so. helpful. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Still haven't released the Let's Talk About It or the... From last week? I mean, from like three weeks. Ago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, um, we if we want to get this on the ground by the 18th, you better do your job. Yeah. Um, At least by December 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. December 2nd will be like the hard, like... Because I want to give people like a time to go see it, because you know people don't have time on the weekdays. It's true, a lot of a lot of that. So, um, so just get on Twitter as soon as you can. You said the contest ends on the 18th, so okay. put it up by the 17th at least. Yeah, sure. Midnight. Sounds good. <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah, get on Twitter at the real Benny C. Tell me what your favorite movie is. You will be entered to win passes to Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And then if you win, I will DM you from there, and we will work something out. Uh, yeah. Anybody got anything else? You had fun, Katie. It's been fun it's having you. It's been really fun. Good. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Maybe sure. we'll have you back sometime. Maybe. Yeah, oh. maybe. <laughs> I can only be so lucky. Sweet. It's true. All right. And the wise words of someone important. Do it for cinema. Cinema.